It's 6 p.m., and you're tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM, Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Thursday, August 17th, and this is the KVMR Evening News. I'm Julia Jim. Right after the BBC News, KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza will be speaking with Lauren Falkenberry, Public Affairs Officer for the Tahoe National Forest, as well as Vera DiFerrari, Public Information Officer for the Nevada County Emergency Operations Center. Felton Pruitt will share details about the Nevada County Grand Jury, and we'll close with an essay by Molly Fisk. And you are tuned to KVMR Evening News. A quick correction we did announce in the teaser that we would be speaking with Vera DeFerrari. She's Nevada County Office or Emergency Operations Center, PIO. We actually have a special guest on the news tonight. We'll be joined later in a moment by not only Lauren Falkenberry, who is the public uh, information officer for the Tahoe National Forest, but also by Sheriff Shannon Moon. I'll start by uh, welcome you, welcoming you both. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Thank you both for being here. Uh, let's talk first to Lauren, and then uh, Sheriff Moon will we'll then pivot to you. So Lauren Falkenberry, she's the public information officer for Tahoe National Forest. We've been talking with her throughout the day. Lauren, have there been any changes, any progress made to this highway fire? Hi, Claudio. Um, I think no information should be considered good information from Tahoe National Forest. The fire has continued to hold at just under 31 acres. Containment still holding about an approximated 5%, which doesn't at all mean that crews haven't been making progress throughout the day. Um, There has been no growth in the fire. It's remained within the fire line, within the perimeter. And we were concerned about winds through the afternoon, but I've received reports that there has been no significant impact to fire behavior due to winds. So that's great news. That is great news. How's the smoke situation? Yeah, the smoke definitely lifted throughout the day. I mean, naturally, it will settle overnight and probably in the morning as well. Um, If aerial resources are ordered and required in the morning, we might see what we saw this morning where they would hold off for the first few hours of the morning until they are safe to fly and do additional bucket work or retardant line, which may be required but unknown at this point. When we last spoke, you had mentioned that there are a number of resources tied up in Northern California, which could make fighting this fire a bit more difficult. Can you speak to that? Any updates there? Yes, resources are still stretched pretty thin throughout the state and the country, to be honest. Um, We've had a little bit of difficulty getting what we need, but we are making progress. Resources have really peppered in hour by hour to relieve some of the fire staff that has been on shift at, you know, the 24-hour mark at this point. So that's great news, and we are getting what we need and be able to um, pull from some of the other fires, including, (laughs) excuse me, Arizona and some other local and federal resources. You've made it clear that weather is a is a big variable here. What is the general feeling about about the weather outlook tomorrow as it relates to this effort? You know, I don't have that information on hand, but our incident commander definitely reviews the weather information throughout the evening as well as into the morning. So I can provide an update on that tomorrow, definitely. 
All right, that sounds good. If you're just tuning in, we've been speaking with Lauren Falkenberry. She's a public information officer for the Tahoe National Forest, and we're discussing the latest news with the highway fire, which has been burning uh, for a day now near the little town of Washington. Lauren, I want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. 609 here at KVMR. This is the evening news. We're going to turn now to speak to Sheriff Shannon Moon. She's joining me now on the line. Hello, Sheriff Moon. How are you? Hi, Claudio. Good. Thank you so much for having me. So, Sheriff Moon, there's been a lot going on. There's been uh, zone haven zones that have uh, changed. There's been road closures. Why don't I give you the floor? Why don't you tell me what's going on as far as how how it looks from the perspective of the Nevada County Sheriff's Office? Yeah, so fortunately we have great partnership with that Tahoe National Forest. Uh, the, the incident commanders there, clearly Lauren, uh, all the folks that are out there, they've just done a tremendous job today fighting this fire. Uh, we started off at a, at a briefing this morning at 6 a.m. and everybody getting their, their job duties. And we, we're really, you know, clearly concerned about the town of Washington. That's where most of our population is, uh, where, where this fire is affected. Uh, you know, clearly doing orders, you know, uh, the, the first task uh, I put my staff on when they say they're, uh, that we're going to go in joint command and, and a fire agency uh, recommends that we do evacuations is our next priority is repopulation uh, because of how these uh, fires affect people in their lives. But we also have to do it safely. So today, with the, with the great progress uh, due to the weather, due to everything that the firefighters are doing on site, at uh, 5 p.m. at our uh, planning meeting, we they did okay for us to open up uh, one of the zones into, and we split it into a couple of zones so that we could uh, really get most of the affected people from this fire, the, the folks that live in the town of Washington, back into their homes uh, and, and lifted some of the orders and, and, and changed them into warnings. Um, so that's going to be that. Uh, E316 zone, which is the town of Washington that has the most population of, of folks living uh, in this fire, um, in the highway fire. So we've, we've lifted that at 5 p.m. We lifted that to a warning. So warnings, basically, we, we still want people to be situationally aware. Uh, that fire is still close. Uh, but again, based on conversations with the, with the fire teams, with my staff on scene, uh, they were able to compromise and say, hey, let's get some of these people back. Uh, into their homes. They think it's safe uh, based on where the fire is and the conditions that that fire uh, is is showing right now. Uh, so that's good news, right? Uh, able to, to bring people back into their homes. Uh, the other thing we did was we took the, the larger zone, which is mostly the, the overlook on Washington Road, uh, going from Highway 20 down into Washington uh, in, the, in the Alpha Diggins and the Phelps Hill area. Uh, we split that into two different zones. So that we could get folks that live on the on the top end, so from Highway 20 to Phelps Road, we were able to to lift that into a warning, so we can get those folks home. Um, so that's if if anybody has access to the map. I know there's been some really uh, tough discussions on the map and how it's not loading or loading. Uh, clearly, uh, you know those those are considerations we have. We try to put it out on social media, and then of course with our partners, uh, with with the radio, with you with KNCO, with uh, uh, the union, and with Hubinet trying to update folks so that they know what those zones are. Uh, but zone E315 is the one that we've split into two. So the top end uh, of that zone is, is into a warning, uh, and that's from Highway 20 down to, to Phelps Road, uh, Hill. And then from Phelps Hill, 
down into the town of Washington. That's where we have some uh, active fire. So we're going to keep that in that uh, evacuation order uh, in that uh, 315A zone. So I am looking at that map now, and it and it looks like essentially zone uh, 315A is the one that splits 315B. Am I am I seeing that correctly? That the northern part, as you mentioned, the part where the little town of Washington is has been changed to a warning, and there's still a warning up near 20, but the middle of that area that is still an evacuation order in effect. Is that accurate? That's accurate. So it's from Washington Road at Silks Hill all the way into the town of Washington is in order. But actually, the town of Washington has been lifted to a warning. That is great news. And I'm also seeing that uh, E015, E318, which we'd reported on earlier, has been completely changed to um, to an order lifted. So that, that is great news. Can you talk about uh, road closures, Sheriff Moon? Has there been any changes there? And uh, maybe what people can expect if they are driving on uh, State Route 20? Yeah, so since we opened up uh, into a, a warning from Highway 20 on Washington Road all the way down into Phelps uh, Hill Road, we've moved that traffic control point down. So there, there are a few uh, residents that live on that top end of uh, Washington Road, and, and, and the, the change of that zone is meant for those folks to go ahead and be able to access their property. Uh, so there is a traffic control point on Washington Road at Phelps Hill. And then the other side of Washington, there is a traffic control point at Washington Road, uh, right at that uh, Relief Hill and Gaston Road, right at the bridge, basically. That's fantastic. And uh, while I have you on the line, I, I would like to hear what your thoughts are about this uh, recent, it's not super recent, but I know that we've been really talking about the sheriff uh, deputies, the vehicles that are going through evacuation zones, they they have that high-low tone. Has, what, what are your thoughts on that? Has that been effective? Is that something that, that, that's seen some success? Could you talk about that, please? Yeah, so I, I absolutely think it's successful because it, it really is uh, allows us to pinpoint uh, the direction of that uh, of the of the siren right into the neighborhood. Uh, you know, when when we talk about sirens at a at a higher level uh, on mountaintops, it really does have a, a tendency to bleed over into areas that re- really aren't affected. And if those people hear that, it, it really is going to cause more of a traffic uh, congestion for folks that that choose to evacuate that really aren't affected. When we have that that high low siren on vehicles in the neighborhood that we're looking at, uh, you know, the, that really has been successful. And, and, and I got to tell you, when this fire uh, hit off at, at uh, about 2.20, 2.30 yesterday, uh, we had uh, well over 15, uh, 12 to 15 different deputy sheriffs down in that area uh, pretty quickly to, to making sure that we could start doing those evacuations. Uh, we know this terrain, we, we work well with, uh, with the Washington Fire Department, with Chief Stewart, uh, because they clearly, they're in a, in a situation that there's only a couple ways of getting out of there. So notifying early, making sure that we get the uh, notice to those, to those affected in that area so that they can make those, those uh, decisions on when they're going to go um, so they can get out. Uh, I, I, I think uh, this, this particular fire you know, based on the fact that it happened in the middle of the day, based on the fact that we had so many staff available, uh, and, and again, the, the, just the cooperation, the coordination that we have 
with our fire agencies. I, I, I got to tell you, uh, this is this is my hometown. I, I don't have really any other uh, context outside of Nevada County, uh, but this uh, this place is is pretty special with how all of the first responders work well together in in really whether it's an emergency or not, just in, in trying to make sure that, that we put out the best service and, and we help people in need. And, and fires are our new norm here and, and working together with uh, the Tahoe, with uh, the, the town of Washington Fire uh, Department, with our partners at Cal Fire and all the resources that came in that are still going to be uh, clearly uh, trying to, to put this fire out on the next day. Um, it's pretty remarkable. Agreed. Sheriff Moon, if I may ask, when when do you think we'll have more information? When is there going to be another burst of, of, of information? Uh, presumably tomorrow, I would I would I would assume. Yeah. So they they monitor overnight. Uh, these are, you know, this is, we, we do many of these uh, throughout the year. Uh, and, and typically on the overnight, uh, they'll, they'll monitor the fire. They'll look to see. Uh, you know, the, the planning for the next uh, resources and logistics of that, of all those uh, fire agencies that are going to come in and help. Uh, we typically will have an early morning briefing. Uh, we had one this morning at 6 a.m. up at White Cloud. Uh, a lot of folks were up there. They got their their marching orders from uh, Incident Command from the Tahoe. Uh, and, and that'll be a good indicator. They'll do a weather report. They'll say what the mission for the day is for the firefighters. And, and that's when we have that first discussion. Uh, again, I, I, I say this every fire, but uh, my staff are tasked. The second we say we're going to do an evacuation, the next piece of paper on their to-do list says repopulation. And that's the, the constant conversation that we have with our fire partners is making sure that we do it safely, uh, that, that everybody is in agreement, uh, because the last thing you want to do is repopulate and then have a fire condition change and then have to re-evacuate. There's nothing worse than, than having that uh, on a fire. So, uh, you know, we, we listen to what they, the resources that are on, that they have available to them. Again, this, uh, as Lauren just said, resources are pretty uh, thin right now. Uh, so it, it, they're doing the best that they can with what they have. Uh, and then, again, looking at the weather, the terrain, and, and uh, how, it, how, how the topography is on whether or not they can – uh, contain it is is a, a lot of that conversation, uh, knowing that uh, my staff that are in that planning meeting are constantly saying, my sheriff wants to make sure we can repopulate as fast as we can. And there's lots of apparatus down there. Infrastructure-wise, you know, we're, usually we're looking at a lot of PG&E uh, poles and, and, and uh, different type of communication lines and different things like that. Clearly, this is just a large area that's just a lot of forest land. Uh, so there's not a lot of, uh, of that, but we just have a lot of apparatus that are on that road. That roadway, uh, Washington Road, going down into Washington, is is a uh, it meanders down uh, that hillside, and it, there's a lot of choke points where it's it's switchback. So we really just want to make sure that we don't cause uh, the fire agencies the inability to to access as well. So that's why we keep people out of that area. Very good, Shannon Moon. I really do appreciate your time. If you're just tuning in, you are listening to the KVMR Evening News. We've been speaking with Sheriff Shannon Moon. Earlier in the broadcast, we also heard from Lauren Falkenberry, who's a public information officer from the Tahoe National Forest. Sheriff Moon, thanks so much for coming on KVMR Evening News. Thank you, Claudia. And uh, again, thanks for letting us uh, get this message out to our community. Our pleasure. Have a great evening. You too.
621 here at KVMR Evening News. We'll get into the weather and a couple of stories in just a moment. just tuning in or if you missed any of those uh, conversations, it'll be up on our website, kvmr.org, and uh, also on our podcast, the KVMR Evening News Podcast. So if you have not yet subscribed, I welcome that. I invite you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 622 here at KVMR, we're going to jump into the weather and uh, stay tuned because at 630 we'll be hearing from Al Stoller, another edition of Soundings. This will conclude our fire coverage for the evening. We will continue tomorrow morning as soon as we know what's going on. And we're turning now to a look at the regional weather forecast from the National Weather Service. In Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight clear with a low around 66. Friday sunny with a high near 87, Friday night mostly clear with a low around 63. And for Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight scattered showers and thunderstorms mainly before 11 p.m., partly cloudy with a low around 48. Friday isolated showers, then showers and possibly a thunderstorm after 11 a.m., partly sunny with a high near 77. Friday night, showers likely, and possibly a thunderstorm before 11 p.m., then some scattered showers and thunderstorms after 11 p.m., mostly cloudy with a low around 46. And for Sacramento and the surrounding valley, tonight mostly clear with a low around 64, Friday sunny with a high near 90, Friday night mostly clear with a low around 64. Currently, there are no red flag warnings or fire weather watches. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. Now, Molly Fisk. Molly Fisk, observations from a working poet. Well, I went to see Barbie. So much has been said about it, I don't have much to add. You should go and form your own opinion, although I bet you already have. I hate even a mild connection to trendiness, so I waited till the film had been out for weeks and I did not wear, saints preserve us, pink. Now the movie has grossed over a billion dollars. I keep hearing, the first movie directed by a woman to gross a billion, which makes me want to scream. You'd think Greta Gerwig was a dead parakeet given their level of disbelief. And you know those suits in boardrooms around the world are saying, it's the doll, we have to make movies about toys, instead of, gosh, I guess female directors aren't as bad at this as we thought. Perhaps we could give a few other women some budgets. How about it? Do you remember the difference between a million and a billion, aside from that first letter? The words sound so similar, I think people get lured into thinking the numbers are similar too. But that is not the case. Saying one is big and the other is really big doesn't help because it's so vague. To compare things, it helps to be specific. 
The way I do it is by counting seconds, a useful everyday measurement with which we're all familiar. A million seconds is 11 and a half days. Hold that in your mind. Over one week, but not two. A billion seconds is 31 years. By the time I was 31, my father was dead. I could speak Norwegian and had already started, managed, and closed down my first small business. I was about to move to Chicago to be a banker, getting closer to understanding what a million meant when people talk about sprockets or widgets or bushels of corn. Closer, but not truly close. I am still only reliably able to comprehend amounts up to $400. More than that, and I begin to wobble, which is not what you want in a banker. So I quit, and after some wandering, ended up being a poet. 26 letters is more my style. Where does this over a billion dollars in Barbie money go? That I cannot tell you. But there are picket lines in New York and L.A. whose union members I'm sure would be happy to break it down. The loot is not divided fairly, even for a movie directed by a well-meaning 40-year-old from Sacramento. Exiting the theater's swinging doors, I thought, wow, we have a long way to go. We've come so far, and there's still so far to go. It was depressing, really. I remembered how in Chicago I was paid 5,000 grand less per year than the males who only had undergrad degrees in contrast to my MBA. I remember how I thought the only way not to be furious all my life at pay disparity was to work for myself. I remembered that was the era they began to call banking a pink collar ghetto. The patriarchy is such a pain in the neck and the heart and the wallet. Let's get rid of it. What do you say? Award-winning poet Molly Fisk writes, coaches, and teaches writing in California's Sierra Nevada foothills. You can reach her at mollyfisk.com. This program is produced at the studios of KVMR-FM, Nevada City, California. Funding is provided by Harmony Books of Downtown Nevada City and KVMR with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. That's our newscast for this Thursday, August 17th. Head over to our website, kvmr.org, or subscribe to the KVMR News Podcast to hear more. KVMR gets support from generous listeners like you and from the Nevada City Farmers Market, Saturdays, 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Robinson Plaza and Union Street now through mid-December. Featuring sustainably grown food from local farmers, crafts, artisanal offerings, also live music, and EBT is accepted. ncfarmersmarket.org And Pioneer Community Energy, reminding listeners that locally owned, not-for-profit Pioneer brings a choice in electricity providers to Grass Valley and Nevada City beginning in January of 2024. More information at pioneercommunityenergy.org slash expansion. Support for KVMR's Future of Radio project comes from AJA Video Systems, empowering the next generation of local journalists and broadcasters. 
And stay tuned because tonight at 6.30 is Soundings with Al Stoller. The KVMR Evening News is produced by KVMR's exceptional news director, Claudio Mendoza. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Julia Jem, and I hope that you have a great night. Thank you.